Unrelated, Dave. Look at my fork. <laughs> it's for stealing other people's food at restaurants. <laughs> Beautiful, isn't it? All right, go on with your little podcast. You need, it would be way too big, but like you somehow need a powered version of it so that you can like get it and then just like fishing line it back in. <laughs> The first time I used it was absolutely catastrophic <laughs> to so many people's <laughs> like morning. Time stopped in a big boy for a minute. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Mom cut, mom cut. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Hot week at it. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? It's the most wonderful, <laughs> sexy time of the year. We're talking about Van Damuary, the real VD. Last Ooh. week, oh yeah, baby, and I hope oh, it's I for life. Mine is for life. We started this month hot in the desert, and now we've kicked it to Thailand last week, and Dave, we're returning back to Thailand. Last week, Jay brought kickboxer... Vengeance. Vengeance. Kickboxer Vengeance, not to be confused with Kickboxer Retaliation, which we've called it for two weeks straight now. Dave, spit facts. That's right. We went from Kickboxer Generic Subtitle 1 to Kickboxer Generic (laughs) Subtitle 2. Who knows the difference? But whereas last week's Kickboxer Vengeance was pretty widely panned and got some pretty bad reviews, this week's Kickboxer Retaliation has got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So we had As to, it should. We had to we had to see what was going on with the series and keep it going from there. If I recall correctly, Dave, you were not so keen on last week's Kickboxer. Wasn't wasn't the kickboxingist for me, no. If you don't say you're going to watch it again, I'm going to come to your fucking house and make you watch it again. God damn. Okay, You're Casey. so weirdly picky. Before we jump the gun, Dave's going to need to give us an elevator pitch where he sells us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. You're going to need your more than that. <laughs> you're going to need strong locks. You're going to need a ring camera. Okay, Dave, I know that you made a series of decisions that got you stuck in a Thai prison that might not have been the worst decision that you made maybe it was offering or taking the offer from the guys with you for a little bit of extra food to just go help rough somebody up because it turns out the guy that you're going to be roughing up is Mike Tyson so in the 10 seconds before you're knocked of your senses by Mike Tyson sell us on this movie I honestly, I got my ass beat by Mike Tyson in a Thai prison. I'm not even mad. <laughs> a back above ground Kirk is drugged down with the blind Van Dammit to defend his Kumite belt against a meat freak mountain. Six seconds. That yes, was a loaded series true. of references. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Casey, I'm going to get my face smashed in by Mike Tyson, but you're going to get broken by him in a little bit more psychological way. You see, you should have gotten arrested and thrown into prison alongside me, but you've somehow talked your way into a job. Always be closing. <laughs> a, B, C. Yeah. But it's your first day on that job. Uh, and you've just been informed that you need to beat the unruly prisoners until they break. And the first guy you've been expected to break is Iron Mike Tyson. Is he ticklish? If I ask him, will he tell the truth? You have to. If you to. ask him. St. <laughs> <Saint> Andrew <laughs> is watching. <laughs> you can't lie in front of St. Andrew. Yeah. Not on yes, his he cross. Will tell you. Yes, he will tell you. No, he is not. Fuck. So you've been at it for about 45 minutes already. Uh, you've, you've been giving it everything you can. You've been beating the shit out of this man. But he has not flinched. You've got about 10 seconds before your supervisor gives up and decides maybe it's time you get a firsthand demonstration. And the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. Tight Torso Sloan fights his way through prison, underground fighting, and finally two deaths just to take his wife home to bang. He's a keeper, ladies. Seven seconds. That was an interesting part to focus on in the film, Casey. There's I, a lot going on. Okay. He's a loyal dude. He sure. will not stop trying to murder people to save you. That's very nice. He stays in the yeah. hospital with you. He'll pray for you. You know, he's pretty I mean, ride or die. I yeah, I guess like you know, some people say they want a golden retriever man. Like, what's the like, what's the like German Shepherd man? That's this. <laughs> yeah, and he's you know he also has again that Jensen Eccles if he was on HGH a little bit vibe yeah yeah i see that yeah he's the winchester cousin that just started <laughs> fighting people before we go too far down your fantasy road casey let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched you want to pray for yourself on that road kurt sloan is back baby He's grown into an impressive mixed martial artist just a year and a half after kickboxer vengeance. But now he's got a new problem. Wait. Nope, that was the first one. I was like, nope, that's <laughs> the one we watched today, silly goose. Kickboxer vengetaliation since Kurt gets locked up abroad to Boogaloo for realsies <laughs> this time. No take backsies. His girlfriend, now wife, can't get him out of this prison. I, for one, am glad about it, though, because the film uses it as an excuse to pit Kurt against prisoners, including Briggs, who is Mike fucking Tyson, playing just basically Mike Tyson in prison in the 90s. Yeah, basically. Also in prison with him is Durand, Kurt's trainer, who's training prisoners after being blinded. We've all seen the original kickboxer, so we know that this won't be an issue for Van Damme. The real kicker is that Thomas Moore, the man who ran the underground fights where Kurt killed Tong Po in the last film, is really interested in Kurt again. He offers to get him out of prison and the chance to win a cool mill if he fights his new champion. You mean Duncan McLeod? <laughs> yes, I do. I do, indeed. Do you mean Raiden? <laughs> You're all gonna die. Where was his That's lightning powers in this movie? 
I don't know. I don't know. Connor McLeod. Duncan was the TV show. Shit. Damn it. Good. Point. You mean <laughs> I, Connor McLeod? I had to double check because I always get it wrong too. <laughs> A million dollars is nowhere near enough to cover the medical bills he's going to get from fighting a six foot nine, 400 pound mountain of muscle, though, which is probably why Moore also had Kurt's wife kidnapped. That is, which, is that his real measurements? Uh, I think he's six, nine and 400 pound. Yes. Yeah. Too much. Everyone. Six, eight, that's yeah. too six, much. I think he's I think he's six, nine. He told said six, yeah, ten in the movie. Van Dam said he's six foot ten. You have to kick up here. I would say, why doesn't Kurt shoot him? But I'm really just not convinced that bullets are capable of wounding him. And I, for one, don't want to find out the hard way. Wait a minute. Absolutely If not. you do fight him and win and get a million dollars and we're in Thailand, like, I'm getting some kind of procedure done. Even if it's just, like, <laughs> a little light light bulb. Like, we're there. That's like going to Colombia. It's rude not to. <laughs> Yeah. You said procedure, and I at first thought you were going to say prostitute, and I was like, well, that's a weird case. No. Don't be a sex work traveler or sex traveler. I don't know what they're called. No, just trying to get rid of some cellulite. Not to mention the fact that the new champion, Monkut, is actually bio-goddamn engineer. Yeah. See, after Kurt agrees to the fight, he also negotiates the whole crew's release from prison to run a little training camp. Duran takes this time to do some spying to learn about Monkut. Fortunately, he learns Monkut has a weakness, a glass jaw. How is punch him in the jaw not part of the original strategy? Genuinely. I mean, given the okay. size of him, you have to just treat him like a video game boss at this right. point. Right. Moore offers Kurt a warm-up fight, which he wins. Then he uses that opportunity to escape from Moore. Afterwards, Kurt tracks down and discovers where his wife is being kept. Just as Kurt is freeing his wife, Monkut shows up to kill Kurt. However, his wife tanks a shot to the gut, which renders her unconscious. I feel like it should have rendered her spine into pieces. Honestly, I feel like that's the DNC that I need that would really take care of my <laughs> problems. Just but one fucking gut punch. I will shed my whole ass uterus and fallopian tubes for one last grand period. And then guess what? It's all panty liners and white tennis shorts from now on. <laughs> the movie plays it like she's dead and then she's in a hospital and it's like, oh, okay, she's just like never going to walk again. <laughs> and then they pretend she's fine. She is fine. not. Fine. Something. I know. Absolutely not. Yeah, and it couldn't, Kirk couldn't have taken, most walls couldn't have taken that hit. <laughs> this woman is maybe 80 pounds. Yeah. And my car couldn't have <laughs> taken that hit. His fist is like the size of her torso. Kurt loses his mind and agrees to fight Moncut anywhere, anytime, brah. It's on. During the fight, Moncut kills Kurt. However, his wife grabs some of Moncut's super soldier serum and pulp fictions his ass back to life. Then, <laughs> Moncut begins to drown his ass for a second death. It's just a stupid sequence, and I love it so much. <laughs> no. <sighs> Kurt taps into the power of his dreams or something. I don't know. But yeah. really, just using a chain as a weapon, that's the power. <laughs> he ends up wrapping it around Moncut's neck, and with enough pressure, snaps it. The neck, I mean, I get it if you were confu confused and thought the chain broke. It is half Thor Bjornsson. Right. If his neck just snapped the chain, I'd be like, that checks out. Sure. His yeah, neck looks it. to be about the size of my thigh. 
kickboxer retaliation, the film opens with Kurt Sloan eyeing some broad from across a train. They start dancing. Yeah, who am I to remember that from a week ago? They're <laughs> dancing, and then all of a sudden, a guy with a silly mustache comes in, and the fight's on, baby. And you really have no fuck. Yeah, you have no fucking idea what's going on. Like two other people show up to fight and shit. All Is it a good I fight could, though? It's a great fight. Well, great might be generous. It's a good fight. Okay. But yeah, it's a pretty, it's a really good fight. Two things I have to point out. Mm-hmm. The music did not match the tone. You didn't like the flamingo. I, music? however, I played over it. The hot, hot, hot. We got it. Hot, hot, hot. We got it. <laughs> Tom Hanks song from Polar Express, which fit this scene perfectly. This was my sandstorm. I was absolutely <laughs> dying. The the other song I would recommend playing over that is the uh, Thomas the Train Engine, Kaya, My Neck, My Back mashup, because I think that would also work. They opened it up with this dance sequence of the protagonist and his wife on a train, and it did have kind of these like Bond vibes to it. And I'll... I'll say the flamenco worked really well for the dance opening of it. Um, you know, I think they learned enough of it and they filmed that well enough. Um, keeping it going for the action sequence was maybe a mistake, though. That's they didn't quite have the choreography for that oh, we got to it. work for me. <laughs> the hot, hot, hots. They were they timed with a lot of kicks and punches, man. I'm telling you, go back and watch it while you hear Tom <laughs> Hanks scream at you. It works. It will change your perception of that scene. I do like the combat in this scene. There's some uh, use fighting on a train can be really useful because the 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 small area that they have, and I love the, and I think Elaine does this a lot in this film of running off the wall and kicking people, but it looks good every time, so I'm okay with it. Also goes right. outside. They know it's a cool looking shot, and they're right. And he gets his shirt wet, and I appreciate that. Oh. I appreciate that. When he's fighting on top of the train? Yes. I love that because it and is he just, such a cheap set. It is such a cheap set. A hundred percent. It's going to look almost as bad as the sets we'll see next week, but not nearly as bad. But the fact that he just yeeted a bitch off into the Swiss Alps or wherever they were supposed to be in a bathing suit. Yikes. Sucks for her. There is, There is a lot of like gratuitous for everyone shots in this movie because it's not like the old 80s action movies where uh the the bad guy would have a couple of random girls in bikinis hanging out with them the random girls in bikinis also kick ass in this movie and you get to look at everyone's ass and abs and shoulders everybody's in really fucking good shape no slouches yeah yeah. Even the ring guy's in uncomfortably good shape. This beginning scene of the film is refer seems to have nothing to do with anything. In fact, yeah, what Kurt is it? Sloan is it says sequence? it's a dream when he was knocked the fuck out for a second during a fight. He had that whole fight scene. But he sees people that he is going to meet later after he's kidnapped and recognizes them from their dream. 
And usually, I've heard, at least, you only dream about people you've already seen. So did he see them in the last movie? I, I'm not sure. They keep referring back to this, though, as if it happened or is canon somehow. So is Kurt Sloan, did he, like, get touched? Does he have the shine? That part is never explained in the movie. It, it does make it seem like he had a prescient dream about what was going to happen, except... They just sort of gesture towards it. But there's like a weird bit of mysticism in it, too, because they they sort of gesture toward the ghosts in the temple that they're fighting in. And they show like people, you know, ghostly like figures or cheaply CGI characters that might be ghostish. So rave dancing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There there is some weird mysticism in this. I mean, Mike, Mike Tyson is able to take meditation to a point where whips don't work anymore yeah so yeah 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 i guess maybe kurt sloan has been given given powers of prophecy by apollo or something honestly i would have loved if they had explicitly said he had gotten some like blessing from the gods to see his own death uh and it was just the the double back of like, oh yeah, he was technically dead for a few seconds until his wife is going to bring him back with she the super She gave serum. him an EpiPen. He's back. All right. Well, Casey, if you didn't like the fight sequence set to the flamenco dance, what did you think of the chase slash fight sequence set to wipe out? Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> One of my favorite fight scenes in the film Fighting on a dock, deep frying a man's face, throwing yeah. pots like you are Link, just fucking shit up, destroying yeah. commerce for that day on that street. Everybody's got to close their shop. A story to tell. Yes, <laughs> making sure your dad doesn't pay his debts this week. It's as our main character is running away, a bad guy runs up before him and with wipeout the and with the drums of wipeout slowly building, we see him zoom. We see his eyes zoom around the dock to look at, like you said, some frying oil, some precariously balanced boxes, a whole bunch of random shit. And then we cut back to Kurt as he smirks, looking at all of this, knowing that. Yeah, he's about to go goddamn Looney Tunes on this poor Thai market. I'm going to permanently disfigure people. They will remember me for the rest of their lives, and I can't help but smile in this moment knowing that it's coming. And for us, set set to the soundtrack of Wipeout, it's a really fun sequence. In universe without that soundtrack, it's probably a pretty horrifying day. For, I mean, like, imagine if they would have used Wipeout during Old Boy, you know, add a bit of whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe lighten the mood a bit. Korea, I'm talking to you. Feel free to use Wipeout once in a while. It really does let you get away with some pretty horrible injuries. I would say that was the my, the the Mentos moment of the movie for me is him deciding to just deep fry a man's face today. And also 
bicycle chase a boat and then ramp said bicycle over a canal and landing on the boat to cross the river to then kick that man's ass. <laughs> that looked so bad. So bad. I hope you meant so good. It No, yeah. the, the him like ejecting off the seat and totally just being on wires and like gliding horizontally. It They could have at least like had him push the the bike down like he was jumping off the bike to have some momentum but instead no. it just looks like he floats over like he's fucking princess peach from mario 2 <laughs> he wants to beat that man's ass so badly that he is channeling the t1000 yes and summoning his inner Terminator he, to defy the laws of physics. Kurt Sloan, Elaine Musai, whatever his name is, he looks fast. Like, when he's running sure. and chasing, like, he looks fast as fuck. Fast as fuck, boy. Yeah, when he, he looks fast enough that when he grabs a bike to chase down someone in a motorized boat, I kind of buy it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think... You know, that that river looks bendy. You can probably catch up to him. He kind of has that He-Man build of where he's very triangular, almost like a swimmer, but like more jacked, if that makes sense, his body type. You said you thought he looked bigger in this movie. He looks bigger in this movie than he did in Vibration, Kickboxer Vibration. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for the sequel, Kickboxer the Dark Knight. <laughs> Kickboxer Citation. <laughs> oh, that one where he goes to jail for DUI, Kickboxer Inebriation. <laughs> Kickboxer Fuck It Revenge. Kickboxer Revolutions. <laughs> Kickboxer Kickboxer Revolution, which is a weird Japanese one, but honestly, they pull it off. Yeah, no, he he looked bigger in this movie than even the last movie. And they were how many years apart? This was 2018. When was uh, Kickboxer Caffeination done? 2016. These, uh, are, 2016. these are two years apart. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I just, I hadn't seen him for a week. I don't know. <laughs> he just looked yeah, I mean, fucking big. Not next to yeah. me, Mountain, but he looks fucking huge dude right like maybe maybe they got the bookings done early and they were like hey you're going to be going up against half thor bjornson in the next one and he went and just went to the gym for two years straight maybe to to kind of somewhat almost fill a frame next to or maybe because the last movie he was surrounded by ufc fighters and he wasn't as much in this one yeah, true. In this one, he is mostly uh, he's he's mostly around like half Thor Bjornsson. Brian Shaw shows up briefly. He's around huge goddamn prison. Mike freaks. Tyson. I, I, I Michael well, Tyson. There's still a lot of MMA stars in this film. Yes, I mean, but he's not regularly like he was not having conversations with them like he was with GSP. That's true. Or that's true. You know what I mean? Like he was constantly in the in a scene with another fight or stunt guy where it was less of that so do you think this is a better use of the mma fighters then because they they weren't given speaking roles i think roy nelson has a couple of lines right oh big country um he does i don't mind the act 
I don't mind the fighters having lines because I know they're going to be bad and I come to expect <laughs> and love that. But, you know, if they don't want to put that in there, that's okay, too. I, I like the camp, but not everybody does. I'll tell you my favorite MMA fighter cameo was uh, Vanderlei Silva when he comes at at Kurt Sloan with an axe because, you know, he's the axe murderer and w- was had an axe. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, my. Okay, so I would say that the wipeout scene, though, was my second favorite fight in the film and that my favorite fight sequence by far is the first fight in the prison where he starts yes. it by calling the injuries that he's about to to endure on three dudes. Oh my god, classic fucking so badass good. moment. Right, so Love good. Just walks up, yeah, you better call the prison doctor. Tell him there's going to be three broken ribs, a broken jaw, <laughs> dislocated this. Okay, can I shatter that? Can I bitch? <sighs> sure. His shorts too long whole movie all of his shorts are too long why are you lifting all those weights if you're not going to show us your legs sir oh i i liked when he was more in the mma stuff and he had the little tiny shorts on give me the tiny shorts (laughs) why the long shorts because the mosquitoes he does fight a man in that next scene which is is the next sequence which is the best part of it which is one long shot He's in long shorts, kicking some ass. He's like in 1940s man sleepwear of like true boxer shorts and a big wife yeah. beater. Yeah, it's it's like a prison escape sequence, but he's not escaping. He's just beating the shit out of half the prison to flex on the other half and then say, okay, and go back to his cell. Okay, wherever this ranks me in your prison, that's where I'm at. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's got a couple of the most brutal-looking injuries, though. There's a couple of dudes. Oh, God. The, the stunt work in this. So we bitched a little bit last week about the stunt work, and I think the stunt fucking men are on point in this, and especially this sequence. Oh, my God. Because there's a couple of guys that hit this overhang and then fall down on stairs and every time i will I've, I've seen this movie several times every time i watch it i cringe and oof out loud it's uh, some of the hits that people take in this are so fucking hard but also i can practically see the smile on the stunt band's face <laughs> from how everybody timed up them flying off with the kick it's just it's beautiful it's great they yes. use the landing twice and you don't expect that. He literally walks a guy back to throw him down it again. <laughs> and it just, uh, you want it to be over. <laughs> I don't know why. That's up there with the raid. With the, yeah. yes. the throwing Some of the, injuries the guy in the raid. down. Specifically throwing the guy down the middle of like all of the floors and him landing and, bra- and snapping his back. Yeah, that's and just laying the, every time that happens. I'm just like, Oh God damn. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it almost looks like it would feel good if you could do it right. But it's not just like the background stunt people, our main guy, Alain Musai. I don't know if I, if he just didn't have room for this last week or if he's been working on it, dude can flip around like nobody's goddamn yeah, business. He's very flippy. And shows it off to incredible effect in this movie. Uh, my personal favorite was the just gigantic 
uh, was the gigantic axe kick that he just flips through the air to kick half Thor in the face at the end of the film. Which, yeah, I, I think that's, that seems realistic. That's the only way you go at a 400-pound human being. <laughs> Knock them down like a tree With your and feet. then axe kick them. He does a lot of uh, gymnastics work, too, at the end of that, that prison not-escape sequence where there's the scaffolding and he yeah. like, uses that to swing out and kick people and, put, and smash them into it. And it's, a, it's really good-looking. He is very versatile in his martial arts in this film. I, this movie always impresses me and then makes me sad that I don't see him in more stuff. Because yeah. I feel like this film proves like this guy could be a legit action star. I would like Man. to see him in more things, unlike the same fucking faces I keep seeing that do not translate well on screen. He he's got like the 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 one shot in the prison sequence has kind of a very Jet Li energy to it. The uh, fight through the scaffolding has a very Jackie Chan vibe to it. The prison fight sequences throughout this have a very fucking like Bruce Lee one-on-one vibe to them. Like the dude can do a lot of different styles of action martial arts that I would love to see him have the room for. Yeah. Agreed. But he's not our only martial artist in this movie. By a goddamn long shot. Whose month is it, Dave? Say his name. It is Jean-Claude Van Van Damn it, where are my glasses? Ah! Because he's blind. I'm going to be honest. How did he get blinded? I I totally Christopher Lambert zapped him with lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you raided him. Right. Yeah, you got raided. I don't, and, and like, it's weird because the blinded is used for, for training and, and that's how Van Damme picks up on the weakness, right? Of, of Manka. He figures out he has a glass straw because he can hear and, and feel the fight that he is quote unquote observing. Yeah. Van Damme is blind in like the way that Daredevil is right, blind. Right. Yeah. He has echolocation. Yeah, he is only blind when the story demands it. Otherwise, he can just do whatever he wants. But I buy Van Damme as a blind master because let's go back, Bloodsport. He won the fight blind. He True. has that like mime ballet background where he's good at like emoting and pretending to fall. But like, honestly, wait a minute. Why don't we cast Van Damme as he is now as Willy Wonka? Can you imagine him do the trip roll and then surprise, I'm okay. And then screaming that poem to those kids as they're falling down the tunnel. While doing the splits and punching. (laughs) Yes. Fucking throwing Oompa Loompas off the boat. Okay, I gotta tell you. My first, literally, uh, you said Van Damme as he is now as Willy Wonka. The first thing that popped <laughs> into my head was that shitty ass little fat kid just going off and Van Damme just staring him down and then planting a foot in his chest and sending him into the chocolate room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he were going to have him do the death touch and make him like shit his pants and go home. <laughs> 
That's what I would have done with that kid. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Jean Claude Van Damme being the the kung fu blind sure. master. I don't need too much explanation for why he can do whatever. But I love that we get a sequence of him sword fighting the goddamn Highlander. Right. Right. Oh, I wish we would have had more of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, It's it's way too short of a sequence. That was a goddamn tease and uh, they know it. It was so good. And that's the first of two major cock teases because we also get cock teased a Mike Tyson JCDV fight that we get cut short. So there are two potentially epic sequences in this movie that we just get just the tip and then Uh, that's it. Yes. JCVD swings on Mike Tyson, or Mike Tyson rather swings on him first. Anyway, we only get the exchange of like six to ten hits, and then Kurt Sloan's like, wait, you guys, stop. No, no, Kurt, you stop. Right, you stop. I need this. Fuck you. Everybody take your shirt off. (laughs) Minus one shirt to everyone. I'll also take a hit. Damn. I was so upset by that. I I I really... Everyone was. Man. It's, at, at the very least, the the fight scene between Jean-Claude and Christopher Lambert, you do get to see them swing their swords on each other for a minute. That's true. The Mike Tyson JCVD, it really just is a like, oh my God, oh my God, oh no. Yeah. And then everybody moves on. Like, it's, it's a really disappointing sequence. I feel like not only did we get cheated with Tyson lack of fighting. I mean, we get the one good fight with Kurt Sloan, which is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. So good. He didn't get enough lines. Neither did Christopher Lambert. I yearned to hear Christopher Lambert speak. He always puts the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. (laughs) Yeah. The line specifically that killed me was when he was inviting Kurt Sloan to train at my suburban training compound. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't. What? That's not how those words That's, work. Well, I like. I was like, are those the words I think he's using? Christopher Lambert's uh, villain. Well, I could have taken more from it. I thought he had enough space for the generic evil bad guy that he was. Mike Tyson, as this, like, mysterious prison zen master, though, would have loved fucking far more out of right? him. We're, we're introduced to him in a Thai prison where he gets upset someone has interrupted his meditation, beats their ass, calmly, proceeds to practically calmly. fall asleep while someone's whipping him. And then, you know, just kind of hangs out while other people are training. No, I want more about that guy. (laughs) We could have skipped the train fight in the beginning and had more Mike time. More Mm, Mike and Chris Lambert time. Um, Let's just talk about the beating scene for a second. I'm glad, Kickboxer, you're going back to your roots of absolutely beating the shit out of your protagonist of your story. (laughs) Thank you. That's what some of us come for. Who? Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to put labels on it. <laughs> Just some of us. That's what we come for. Okay. Yeah, they absolutely beat the shit out of Kurt 
at every single point of this movie. Most action movies, like the hero has to get beat down at the beginning and then maybe a second time for them to overcome it. That happens like two times per fight in this movie. He is constantly getting kidnapped and the shit kicked out of him. Or getting arrested and the shit kicked out of him. Or training and then getting the shit kicked out of him. There's no shortage of shit kickery in Kurt Sloan. Yeah, and I he gets his it. ass kicked by he gets his ass kicked by Mike Tyson, Christopher Lambert's goons, goons, Jean Claude Van Damme, half a Thai prison. Yeah, and Moncut, of course, himself kicks the living shit out of him. Fuck, kills oh, him. Oh yeah, Moncut kills him twice. Practically, yeah. Speaking of, what did you guys think of the Moncut fight? Especially compared to the Tong oh Po fight from last week. God, it is such a beautiful anime fight sequence, and I love every <laughs> last bit of that. We get three rounds just like last week where they're fighting with escalating stakes where Kurt's just losing at every interval of it. Pretty much, yeah. If it was not for the juice, God, Kurt, R.I.P. Yeah. At one point, he flat out tells Van Damme in the, off on the side, oh, shit, you were right. I'm going to die. It, basically, yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, this this might not have been a good idea. Yeah. Oh, really? And then he does die, and he gets brought back with the super soldier serum. And instead of, like, where most movies would then have him go back in the ring and there'd be, like, a quick exchange. Yeah. And he would win. No, he's going to get his ass kicked several more times. (laughs) Dude, and those ass beatings are brutal. There's a a couple of points where half your throws Kurt Sloan into, like, stairs. And not just, like, a staircase. Stone stairs into into a stone statue. Yeah. Oh. He back breaking shit. He gets thrown in real life because he said he could throw him ten to fifteen feet in an interview. All of this is happening after he's gone three rounds, died, and been brought back to life. Yeah. He gets thrown through the air into stairs. He gets mostly drowned. He gets stabbed in the goddamn side. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I, I forgot, forgot about the stabbing. Puncture his lung for sure. Just before he oh, chokes yeah. him to death, snaps his neck, whatever he does. Oh, yeah. At one point in this goddamn anime fight sequence of a climactic battle, we get a whole sequence where uh, Van Damme's yelling at him that use the death touch. And he uses the death touch and half Thor goes down, but he doesn't fucking die. And the fight keeps going for a while longer anyways. It's true. I so I have a I like a mixed relationship with it. I agree that it is anime and fun. It wasn't as good as the Tong Po fight from last week, in my opinion. I thought that Batista did a lot better in the martial combat, and and I think there's parts where it's kind of clear that there is a huge skill disparity between the two people in this fight, and and I they lost I thought me at juicing. Yeah, I does that make sense? I wasn't nearly excited for this fight. Cause I'm like, oh, he's juicing. It's not. Eh. 
Yeah, see, I I liked the idea of Hathor Bjornsson being like a Rocky Four genetically engineered superhuman. Yeah. And I lo- and I also dug it just for it being the like Deus Ex Machina that they were going to bring uh, Kurt Sloan back at the end of the movie with his super steroids. Uh, but I'll definitely agree that he was uh, them trying to sell Hathor as being the fastest man ever didn't work for me. But I did like how they compensated for the fact that he's basically two of our protagonists that like, OK, yeah, he's we're going to have to have him somehow fall onto his hands, his knees so that he can kick him with everything he has. If they wanted big, fast and film well, then you should have gotten the original Meat Mountain. Brock Lesnar. I think Lesnar, you know, my position on wrestlers in films, I would be all about a Brock Lesnar fucking, especially as a villain in a film. Abso-fucking-lutely. Abso-fucking-lutely. Yes. Okay. Brock Lesnar is 6'3", 287. Brock Lesnar would look tiny next to half guard. Yeah. Yeah, he would. He's six inches and 130 pounds. Oh, I want to watch pounds. him climb him like a sugar glider and get in his pocket. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. We have not talked about the best cameo in this film because it's very brief. And Kurt Sloan knocks him out in a single hit. But he does come in with some fucking mad nunchuck work. That's right, people. It was James P. Bennett. From the greatest Irish martial arts film of all time? I go, wait, is that from the Irish Van Damme film? <laughs> oh my God. That yeah. Was yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I called That's it. That's a fucking throwback. I love Good that. Good for him. Isn't Full that circle. great? I love it so much. I'm so happy for you, Jimmy Bennett. I think about you. <laughs> I, like, I pray for you like once a month, man. I hope he got to meet Van Damme. Yes, he has. He's worked with him on several um, films. And I love that for him. All right. Before we go on all night about how unrealistic it is that anyone could do anything to half Thor Bjornsson, we need to ask the question that we do every week. And Jay, I'm going to kick this off with you. Kickboxer Retaliation from 2018. Would you watch it again? This has been a tough month for us because we're 0 for 3 in splits. And that could color my picture of kickboxer retaliation. It's, you know, I'm just missing some core Van Damme. That being said, I really love this movie. It has some fantastic fight scenes. And while I lamented a little bit the the Mong Cut fight at the end, I think it's great. And two of the best sequences I've seen in a long time exist in this film. And it's the Doc's wipeout scene and the pseudo prison escapish, but not really, where both both times where Elaine Musai just wrecks some people in single long shots and it is gorgeous, gorgeous martial arts. So I love this. I'm definitely gonna fucking watch it again. It's probably my second favorite kickboxer behind the original. So, Casey, what about you? Kickboxer Retaliation, would you watch it again? We start with a train fight. Train fights make me think of Bacano. Makes me think of the rail tracer. Listen, I love this movie. I 
adore this movie that is very nicely paced where there's not too much talking that doesn't involve face punching and just tomfoolery fuckery. The prison fight scene, absolutely fantastic. Set to great music. Shot beautifully. Nothing looks too, like, magical or space age. Everything, the throws look pretty realistic. Okay, yeah, maybe he throws guys than I've, further than I've seen a guy get thrown, but still it's nothing is too fantastical. Um, meeting up with his old mentor. Love that Van Damme is in this one as well. Love a blind master um, storyline. Love that. Um, him fighting Raiden. Yes, please. Please more sword play with Raiden. It just ticks every fucking box I adore it I don't have really anything negative to say about it other than the wardrobe department shame on you for putting him in shorts those that long how dare you um but yeah I I'm never mad about watching this I would absolutely watch this again even though there's no splits it's true (sighs) but Dave you're a weird one you surprise me every once in a while so let's see if I can trust you 2018's kickboxer retaliation not vengeance <laughs> would you watch it again yes I moved my head so I could see the file I was I, I have been waiting for you to double check yourself as you asked I will me. double wreck myself man I the pacing on this movie not even the pacing the the plotting on this movie is so all over the place the first half of it is a you know pretty standard action movie like all right he's getting thrown into a prison and lots of fight scenes but okay and it's right around the point that we introduce this idea that Moncut is genetically engineered that things start to go a little off the rails yeah and then our main character dies and comes back to life and shit is just all over the place his wife taking a goddamn Hadouken from half Thor Bjornsson and then 10 minutes later just being like, okay, I'm fine, honey. Good luck at the fight. Mwah. No, you are dead, ma'am. Your spine is jelly. But the, the action in it is really cool, really clean, and r- like really frequent. We do yes. not give anything through dialogue that could be portrayed through punching. The end sequence of it, yeah, while it may not have as much narrative weight and it may not be as well acted as uh, the Tong Po fight from last week, it is such a goddamn anime sequence with seven different climaxes in it, and it makes me laugh every single time I watch it. Uh, In particular, the halfway point, when Kurt comes back to life and insists that he gets to go back in the ring And the fucking ring announcer is like, dude, you died. Please don't make (laughs) us do this. Great performance from that guy. I don't care if you want to talk to my manager. You can't. You died. (laughs) Bro, you died. So, yeah, while it may be a little all over the place at times, I absolutely love Kickboxer Retaliation. I'm definitely going to be watching this again. So that is it, everybody. Three out of three of us are going to watch Kickboxer Retaliation again. 
But listener at home, what do you think? Have you seen it before? Would you watch it again? So that's it for our individual picks, but we have one week left in this holiest of months, Van Damuary. So, Jay, what are we going to be doing to close out the month? Well, we're going to return to some films where Van Damme is the main star. And in this week, we're going to see maybe a little bit of a modern tragedy in Pound of Flesh. Mm, Found my flesh. (laughs) Set it up, dude. (laughs) Going to be a lot of that next week. We'll just have to wait to weigh our flesh or send any flesh pics to people. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. SH.TTY Cinema. Donate to our fight campaign on Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And let's turn off the lights. Dream we're like sexy dancing on a train. Hiya. And then maybe wake up before somebody pounds your face into a mat because train rides are not what you should be thinking about right now, man. Huh?